they can make interest off of, you know, you can negotiate a, an interest rate. So they're going to be making extra money, but this time it's possibly. You're listening to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hey, Right Club Nation. It's Alfonso Salemi here. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? What is it, do you ask? Well, it's the Right Club online community, a place where you can go to find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. We have interactive forums, all the podcast episodes are there, hours of videos with a wide range of real estate investing, training and education, and so much more. It's free to join, so be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now, let's get to the podcast. Right Club community, welcome back to another episode of the Right Club podcast. I'm Sarah Larby and joining me today is Laurel Simmons, my co-host. Hey, Laurel. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. What's new with you? I bought a few pieces of land and I'm looking forward to building. I'm doing a BBRRR, buy, build, rent, refinance, and repeat. Oh, that's, whoa, we have to find out more about that. <laughs> I hear about a, another podcast coming up. We'll just interview you and find out about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as it, as it goes further along, I'll let, let you know, but uh, it's, uh, it's essentially like a burr on steroids. Um, but I'm, I'm excited about it. Laurel, what's new with you? We've sold some uh, properties just because it was, it was, it was a good time and it, 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 the deal was, it, it just worked out really, really well. And we're also looking at buying something, maybe something for us maybe to, to move to sometime oh, in a couple of years, but we're just looking at land now. So, I mean, there's all kinds of things. It's not like we're not busy um, and, and there's lots of things to do, even with the Right Club, right? There's so much going on right now. Absolutely. And guys, if you haven't yet, check out therightclub.com. Check out our forums, check out our marketplace. There's tons of new things added every single week and uh, also our Facebook group. And uh, Laurel, let's, let's talk about Mel and Dave, our guests for today's show. Mel and Dave have built a very successful real estate empire without using any of their own money and without joint venturing. And they've been really creative and getting vendor take backs and, and investors uh, loaning out money, et cetera, to build hundreds of units. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to have them come on, but it was, uh, it's a great episode. And uh, I think uh, definitely the right club community is in for a good treat today. Yeah, it's pretty amazing when you think it, they've done it in such a short period of time. And, and as you'll hear in the interview, um, there was really a sort of a, a catalyst, an incident where uh, that made them really, really focus and say, okay, enough is enough. Let's really do this. Put the metal, put the pedal to the metal and really move. And they did. Because up to that point, they had, what, about 12, 12 units. And now they're well over 200. And they just keep it innovating and growing. And you say they don't use their own money. So that's, that's really that's a pretty cool way to do it. And, but they do have systems because <laughs> you have systems, you no processes, systems. a team and the will to take action. 
uh, and, and do the analysis too. Right. And, and it's, you know, it's all encompassing. So it is really exciting. And, and, uh, you know, I'm excited for this podcast and guys, if you have not left a rating and a review, please do so on Apple or pot or Google or wherever you listen to these podcasts, it is greatly appreciated. So Laurel, let's, uh, let's bring in Mel and Dave. Mel and Dave, welcome to the show. How are you? We're great. We're, we're great. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you so much for having us. Great to see you both again. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know virtually, hopefully in person soon, one of these days. Yes, fingers crossed on that one. <laughs> but you guys are, are so inspiring. You know, when I think of a couple that's been investing in real estate, scaled their business, helping others. I mean, you know, you come to mind as, as you know, you're out there and, and you're making others really successful. And you're also, you know, in my, in my mind known as, you know, if you have a question about multifamily investing or investing with your own, you know, capital or other people's money without having to JV, you come to mind. So, you know, many people may not know who you are. I would just say, you know, reach out to, to Mel and Dave, they are awesome. But can you share a little bit about how, you know, you got started in real estate investing and then, and then also where you are today, because it hasn't been many, many years. It's been a few years, but um, not decades long. So yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it sounds great. Um, well, when I met Dave, I had two properties, I guess her growth has been a lot fairly recently, but I, when I met Dave, I had two properties. Dave had the one and uh, we slowly started buying properties, um, you know, the, the traditional way one at a time. And, uh, but our growth was very, very slow and, and we were working all the time in order to come up with that 20 or 25% down. And uh, then it was, um, we were on a trip in Florida. We, we read or, the, or we listened to the audiobook, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it was, a, it just completely made us realize that we were doing it all wrong. We're, we're working so hard all the time. And then that's when we, we realized the, the, uh, how valuable creative financing was. And, and then the next year we bought 12 properties in 12 months using none of our own money, no joint venture partners. And that was 56 units back then and now. We have now over 200 um, solely owned apartments now. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, and like Mel was saying, it's been a, a lot more in the you know the the latter part of 2017 was the 12 and 12, and then this past year, sorry, 2020, 119 19, units yeah. somewhere starting August to October, something like that. So anyway, yeah, very exciting. And this year, we're hoping to to replicate that. So fun stuff. <laughs> So it's really you know, cool that you, you've got so many units in a relatively short period of time. And I think one of the things that um, is, is the most interesting is that, like you said, you can't just like get 20% get financing or the 25%, whatever it is, and, and work really hard and then get another 20 or 25%. So obviously something changed and I'm thinking it's the systems and you, you get the rinse and repeat system, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so tell us a little bit about the system because I think people will be really interested in that. I'm interested in that. I'm always interested in systems because anything that I can just rinse and repeat, yes, you might make a tweak here and there. That's just part of life. But Rinse and repeat. I love that term. <laughs> Once it works, right? Yes. Well, yeah. And the, the, the magic, I guess, thing was just the creative financing. And like Mel said, uh, the mindset shift with the rich dad, poor dad, and then just changing that debt is bad concept. And, and honestly, the, the thing that really changed our lives was seller financing. That's, that's really, really our go-to. And that's something I really think people just, they don't ask. They, 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 just, they think people are just going to say, no, that doesn't work here. And well, sometimes they will. <laughs> oh, a lot of times they'll say no, <laughs> but it works everywhere. It works anywhere. You just, you need to ask, but that's been the, the biggest game changer, Laurel, for us was 
the seller financing where as soon as we realized, oh, wow, they can actually help with our down payment. Um, that and, was re- the game yeah, changer. and realizing that it's a win-win and it's not a fit for anyone like anything else, but it is a win-win. People want to do seller financing because it benefits them in, in different ways. If if it's not listed with an agent, then they don't have to pay fees. And if it is listed, there's still benefits to them. They they can make interest off, off you know, you're going to negotiate a, an interest rate. So they're going to be making extra money, but this time it's passively. And also with the tax benefits as well, it's huge, huge for, for um, sellers. So that was definitely the one that kind of helped us grow. And then since then, when we do get no's with seller financing, then we'll use various strategies such as using somebody else's RSPs or using a promissory note as well. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Right Club Nation, let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton and Brantford areas and for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist. That's right, and Blackjack works with real estate investors, both new and experienced, converting single family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value. Absolutely, and they've completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls and everywhere in between. They handle everything from permitting and design to final cleaning before you list your rentals. And they also have fully licensed electrical contractors certified with the ESA and take jobs of all sizes. Make sure to check them out at blackjackcontractinginc.ca and also follow them on social media at blackjackcontractinginc. And they say investing can sometimes feel like the biggest gamble of your life, but when you have blackjack on your side, the house always wins. So now, back to the podcast. And now, back to the show. The other day, and I, I literally, I cannot remember who I was speaking to about this, but I was really surprised. It got 100%. Oh, I think it was one of our one of our events. Um, somebody was saying they got 100% vendor take back. Like, and I was just like, I almost fell off my chair. Literally, almost <laughs> fell off my chair. Do you ever run into that situation where you get 100%? We've done it, uh, I think, twice now. Um, the first one, the, the unicorn, the unicorn, too, right? Yes. So it's uh, it doesn't it does exist. It's it's a little bit more rare. But sorry, go ahead, Dave. No, no. And the first one we did, and we kind of not fell into it, but we bought a building off off of a seller, and typically they have more than one. Uh, and when he held a second mortgage for us, so once he received the the uh, the proceeds from the selling the first building to us, he then took that money and paid off the other building completely. And then that's when we negotiated the 100% seller financing. So that was our first one. And we thought, Kate, did we just get lucky here? Is this just a one-time thing? Uh, <laughs> but then we've also had another one as well, where it's 100% financing. We had a one-year term and uh, it was just underperforming. Yeah. We got the rents up, we got the expenses down and uh, paid them out and, and they were happy. So no, I love it. That, like that's, But again, I just don't want anyone thinking, hey, if we're just going to walk out and get a 100% finance deal. They do happen, but they are a lot rarer. Yes, than just- and they do happen. And just as much due diligence, if not more, needs to happen as well. So you get excited because, hey, it's 100% VTV or owner finance deal, none of my own money right there. It's easy to jump on it, but you have to make sure that your ratios make sense. Most importantly, you have to have your own exit strategy, make sure that you know how you're going to pay them out when the terms end, right? And, and that's where I, I feel that a lot of people don't spend enough time on is, is really making sure they have that exit strategy. I mean, even the building we're in right now, it was 80% owner finance, 20% Mrs. RSP. So no financial institution was involved. And that's very normal as well. When you start doing creative financing deals, 
but you always have to to not be afraid to also push back a deal if, if it doesn't make sense. And yes. we, we certainly push back a lot of deals because we are getting approached more and more as people know more and more what we do. Um, and there is so many deals out there that you, they just financially don't make sense that you have to say no as well. So it's knowing the difference between the right deal and the bad deal. I think that's a really important point to make because there's a lot of people I think who are, especially when you're just starting out, it's like you're more interested in getting the deal rather than actually doing the analysis around the deal. And, you know, does it work? Does it really work? Uh, like a deep dive into the numbers and your exit strategy. Cause I think people get so caught up and so excited. Like I've got a deal. I've got a deal. Like I want to mm-hmm. sign, I want to sign. And then they sign and then they go, uh Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh, yeah. You need to trouble. Right. I, I agree. They kind of get that tunnel vision and getting the deal is more important. Oh, I'll just deal with it later on. I'll figure it out. Laurel, perfect example of this. And I almost did it myself was there was a 12 plex in our city. Uh, he had gutted it. He had done all the renovations. All the rents were up to market rent and he was offering me 90 or 95% financing. So I was going to borrow the other five or 10% downstroke. And the building was awesome. I didn't have to do anything, but then, I, and I think it was a two or three year term but I had no exit because the building was already up to market rent. It was already renovated. There's nothing I could do to make the building worth more. So unfortunately I had to turn it away because I don't know how I'm going to pay them back. But, but maybe if I would have been a greener investor, I would have thought this is too good to pass up. And then I might've been in trouble two, three years down the road. But I I agree with you. It's very hard sometimes to, to kind of not get that tunnel vision and and to kind of see the whole picture. Especially when you're looking at lots of deals, right? You just want to get to to closing. And that's important as well for investors to know that as well, that sometimes you might, I mean, we've went months where we didn't buy any properties. It drives us bonkers. It drives us crazy, (laughs) but that's okay. Um, And then we have months where we explode and we buy a lot of properties. And that's kind of, I think it's a life of a real estate investor as well, because sometimes you just, there might not be the right deal and, and, and know that it's okay as well. Don't force it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it is intriguing for, I mean, myself, many listeners that look at what you've built and you've done it essentially be, being very creative and these VTBs um, and, and you are in Ontario and you're doing these vendor take backs in Ontario. Can you walk us through, you know, the initial conversation and what you have, you know, with the, with the seller, you know, why it's a benefit to them. And then, and then walk us through maybe the steps that you take. So if they do say yes, then, then what happens? Yeah, absolutely. And just to what we're negotiating right now, uh, cause we are looking at getting, you know, expanding. We're currently negotiating a 14 unit seller financing deal in Saskatchewan. And we're also currently negotiating a seller financing deal trailer park in Florida. So again, people that say, oh, it only works. It works everywhere, guys. So don't limit yourself. But 100%, usually typically what we do is once we we find someone, whether it's on market or off market, we'll approach it. And we, we typically ask the question when I'm talking directly to them is, are you open to creative financing? And that kind of just breaks the ice. I'll see if they understand it. Or if I'm completely out to left field yeah. to them. And, they'll, and they'll either say yes, nope, not at all. <laughs> or what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, what is that? And then from there, that'll kind of dictate. Sometimes the, the, the sellers that I really love doing the creative financing, the seller financing are with, are like, oh my gosh, yes, that's actually how I got into this deal with the past owner. And as soon as you hear that, they are open to it. They understand it and they like it because, hey, that's how I got into this deal. And uh, I've been there, done that. So yes, I'm willing to do it as well. Uh, I, I've had some where we manage the buildings and I've asked that question and they go, Dave, I know that's what you you do, but absolutely 
not. I'm, I'm just, I don't want anything to do with it. I know it works for you. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm just selling it. <laughs> or the ones where they say, what is it? They have talked to their accountants, but or their lawyers, and then they, they kind of get spooked or they, they find more information and see that, yes, this is legal. But after that, after those kind of three scenarios, uh, we dive in, right? And then that's when we really get into the term. So let's say it's scenario number one or three. Uh, we dive into the terms, right? And we make it a win-win. Some people are dead set on their closing dates, right? Let's say you're starting to negotiate September, October, and they just, it has to be next year for tax purposes. It has to be next year. Okay, fine. Well, hey, we'll wait till January, we'll wait till February, give them what they want. That's absolutely what they want. Hey, let's wait four months. Who cares, right? So then you just kind of, you go back and forth, but it, it truly has to be the win-win where they're getting what their needs met. They're selling their building. That's their succession planning. And you're giving them the closing date or the terms that they're looking for without, you know, selling, selling the farm. But then you're getting what you want, which is a zero down asset with, with attractive terms. And I like going interest only payments because that keeps my, my cash flow high, my payments low. So it, it's really doing that dance back and forth. But again, both parties have to win. Yeah. And we always make sure to show them our exit strategy as well, which I think is crucial because at the end of the day, why do they want to do this? They have to obviously like, like you as a person, but it has to be a numerical, logical, strategic decision for them as well. <laughs> so by showing them our, our, you know, our exit strategy, which is based on numbers, there's no motion in it. It's very strategic. Um, that certainly helps quite often. They'll take it. They'll show their accountants and they, they see that it makes sense. They can actually see their exit strategy, which means that, okay, it, now they can actually see how you're going to pay them back. So it makes it a, a safe and, you know, a safer in, um, investment for them as well. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation, I just wanted to take a moment and introduce you to today's podcast sponsor, privatebuyers.ca. On your team of experts, you're going to want to make sure that you have a great wholesaler that's going to bring you some great deals off market. So most real estate investors, they're struggling to find their next deal. Private buyers, they help investors by bringing them some off-market opportunities at under market value so that they can make more money. These discounted real estate deals are not on the MLS. They've been found by privatebuyers.ca who will then send them to your inbox. And they're also gonna focus on your criteria and your goals and send you some tailored deals that match your needs. It's just really simple, guys. Just go to privatebuyers.ca, fill out the form, and start getting and seeing some available off-market opportunities. Privatebuyers.ca. Now back to the podcast. And now back to the show. Have you found that the people that have said yes, you were giving them their sale price? Like, do you ever offer more, a little bit more money up front? Because you know there's going to be an exit and it's going to lift. So if they want a million, maybe you offer them a million point one, but with a VTB. Like, is that is that the strategy, or do you have other strategies where you're just buying it below market as well? Yeah. And to be honest with you, uh, when, when we're going to go, I've never given them a bonus to do it. I've never said, Hey, you're asking a mail. I'll give you 1.1. I've never done that particular one. Would I be opposed to it? It would have to make sense in the deal, but I do most of the time give them their asking price. So if they're asking a mail, am I going to go in and haggle for 975 or 980? Probably not. Uh, and the whole reason, so a couple of different things when I'm underwriting the deal, when I'm looking at the deal, if they're asking a million dollars and I need to get that deal at 995 for it to make sense, I probably shouldn't be buying the deal anyway, right? If that if that five or $10,000 asking price, because think of that on Is the that mortgage. Close? Yeah. If it's razor thin, I, I'm, and I'm not saying some people don't, but I wouldn't do it. So you want a mill, the deal makes sense in my matrix, you're willing to, to finance it. 
hey, take your take your purchase, your asking price, perfect. But then I'm going to want something on the other end, like that interest only payment, or I'm going to want, uh, you know, an additional year on the term so that I make sure I can truly exit the deal, which ends up benefiting them. So they know I'm going to pay them back. So Sarah, in that scenario, I never really haggle on price, to be honest with you, because the deal either makes sense or doesn't. And this um, came with time because when we first started yeah, off, I guess that's, yes. that's now, so now Mel Dave. That, yeah, before that's Mel before Dave, right? we certainly went through the whole stage that we want to win. We want to get the best price. We want low owner balls. financing. We want low interest. We, we, we. And then we realized that we are also, by having that kind of mindset, are missing out on a lot of deals because we were looking at us winning. And now we stopped doing that. And now we want we want to get win. Of course we do. We want to get in building our own money, have those good deals with appreciation and all that. But we want the other person to win as well. Uh, because number one, we have a way higher chance of, of, of getting the building. Uh, B, them telling their friends about it. C, they quite often, one landlord has a lot more than one property, whether they disclose it to you or not. Many of them do. And we've had a lot of people who do repeat business or they ended up going from seller financing to private lending fast forward a couple of years as well. So just always thinking bigger picture and really, really, truly making it a win-win was crucial for our business. Well, Sarah, example, like I'm just thinking one, we were buying a building for 2.2 million in like just 2020, like uh, we closed it October 19th. But anyway, what I'm getting at here is they were asking 2.2 million. The first mortgage came in at 55% loan to value. And it was about 10% lower than I thought. I thought they were going to come in at 65 so I did go back and negotiate with the seller because I was 100% financed in the deal. I said, hey, we're going to have to lower the purchase price because now I've got to come up with an extra $200,000 because that's 10% of the deal, right? Or $220,000. So I asked that and they said, you know what? I was going to hold 25 second mortgage. I'll now hold 35 second mortgage. So if they still got their purchase price, I got 10% more from them in seller financing. So again, win-win, right? They got their price. I got what I wanted, 100% finance deal. So sorry, that scenario just popped up. In my head. <laughs> yeah, and I think you're right. It, it really is a mindset is when you switch over to that. How can we, how can this work for everybody? It, then like you say, everybody wins, right? It's not, it's not grabbing that last nickel on the table because really I say, if you need that money that badly here, you have it. <laughs> and I think I'm going to go somewhere else. Cause I, I don't really want to deal with someone who's, who's that, narrow-minded and I don't know how to describe it but but yeah. to get to, to move on to a slightly different topic like you've got so much experience and in, in, in a fairly short period of time and you yeah, you know you're really busy with your business and that's great but why did you decide to mentor people because you're doing that all across North America you are mentoring people so what are you doing and why Yes. And thank you. And this is not something we used to do because we <laughs> used to have a completely yeah. different mindset. Um, in fact, when we bought 12 properties in 12 months, we did not tell anyone, not even my own mom uh, had asked me, how are you buying all these properties? Did you win the lottery and not tell me? And I'm like, oh, don't worry about it, mom. And I just I literally didn't tell anyone. And then on in 2018, we were on our way to a real estate investing conference. And that day changed our lives and our mindset forever. Um, essentially, we were in a horrific car crash. Um, it was caused by a careless transport driver who got charged. He was swerving in between lanes. He hit a vehicle that hit us. And it was just before Canada's Wonderland, for those who know Toronto. Um, and we literally started rolling across the highway four times. We landed upside down. And our vehicle was completely 
crushed. And we thought we were, of course, dying. And when they say life, you know, um, what's saying life uh, flashes before your eyes. It really, really does. Like, you know, thinking about my three kids and and everything else. And it was a day that forever changed our lives. Um, We decided why are we, first of all, this is not documented anywhere. We couldn't even pass on this knowledge to our kids. Yeah, we have the buildings, but we have the, you know, the, the building, but they don't have the knowledge piece because we didn't, we were too, we had the, the scarcity mindset. So that's when that same weekend we decided to, to still go to the conference. We decided to write a book, uh, was released, it became a number one bestseller. And since then we started helping other people and, and it, it's been, the more we help this, the more I love it. I mean, we've had people being able since joining our, we have, we have over 600 mentees people have quit their jobs people are able to help uh change their the life of their children you know just all these kind of things so i just i just love it i i'm I'm, it happened you know in a weird way that day as awful and horrific and i still hate thinking about it but sometimes things happen for a reason because it just was i guess our, our purpose to help other people get there financially Wow. I mean, I'm super happy that you guys are, are you know, here today with us because you never know when, when you know, these, these horrific things happen. But it's amazing to see like what you decide to do because it's, some, it's sometimes something like that, that that needs to happen for a path change or a perspective change. And it looks like you, you know, like you're helping hundreds of people now. That's just amazing to see. Even, you know, we have some people at the right club that, that work for us at the right club. And they're also part of your, your group and they have amazing things to say about, uh, about what you do. Can you share like, like how you coach? Is it one-on-one? Is it a group? Like, you know, walk us maybe through if somebody is interested in, in, you know, reaching out to you for coaching, like what are some of the programs you offer? Yeah. Yeah. We'll break down kind of, I'm sure you'll help me, but we, it's group learning. And I never would have thought, and people always say, Dave, I want one-on-one mentoring. And it's like, okay, you, you think you want that. You think you need it. And, and some people might, but I just love the group learning aspect of it. And it's, the thing I love is because someone, you know, Sarah, you might be over in, in BC and you might ask a question and Laura's over in the East coast. And, you know, you're learning from experiences that Sarah's asking questions about, or Sarah asked a question that and I know that's not where you guys live, but I'm just to give an example, but you know, like Sarah would ask a question where Laurel would be like, well, I never even thought of that. Right now I'm, that's interesting. So that's what I love about the group learning is it's not just your questions. It's not just your interaction. It's also everyone else's and you're getting that, that broad experience and, and, and uh, answers as well for things that you didn't ask, but now, you know, what the answer or how to look at it because someone else asked it. So I don't know if I explained that correctly, yeah. but that's the part I love about the group learning. Essentially it's, it's meant to be very, very flexible. When we bought a lot of properties, those 12 properties in 12 months, we were both still working full-time three kids. So time was of an essence and, and time management, was an essence. And so we kind of divided in different sections, but essentially they were going to get over 120 laser focus. It's not 120 hours of content. It's about 15, 16 hours of, you know, do this, do this. This is exactly what you say. This is what not you say. No this fluff. is our, you know, a casual <laughs> matrix all those kind of things. And the other section is where they can go in and ask us questions every single day. Um, So we're very active. So although it's in a group setting, we answer everybody's 
questions individually like in in on the platform so we still answer everybody's questions we go live with the action family once a week as well and and what i love the most is that every single monday um, on our instagram page we feature one of our mentee mondays one of our success stories on our instagram page and that's how many success stories we have people buying one property in three months or four properties in five months or 51 apartments in a year and everybody's journey is going to be different of course um but it's seeing the results that um you know that 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 of course they took action, um, but that we're able to, to help them through their journey. And it's a lifetime access program as well. Very cool. So, so it's live and it's a certain number of hours. Is it like, like ongoing just month to month and just ongoing that way? Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a one-time investment and then it's a lifetime access. So whether, you know, of, of course the bulk of the learning is like anything is that upfront, right? You're going to have lots of questions and all that. The nice thing about it, we call it a journey together. So whether you have a roadblock in two months from now and two years from now, it doesn't matter. You always have somebody who can help you through it or while life changes, right? With COVID, a lot of people, okay, how are you guys handling it? What are you doing with this? Or when there was changes with CMHC and well, they've had somebody on speed dial, he could call it, you know, just having a a group of people to, to, to lean on all the time. So I'm going to ask sort of the big question that like I could feel hovering over me, which is, um, so why are you doing this? Like, why are you, why are you, you mentoring people? And I mean, you have more than one business, right? Like, and you could probably um, just live off the, the proceeds of, of your, your investments. So what's driving you? Because I, I always find that really, really interesting. Yeah. And honestly, it kind of comes back to that car crash um, of leaving my, I want to help as many people um, as I can and leaving, I guess my, you know, leaving legacy behind. Like I love, I have, I just, I truly, truly love seeing all the successes, helping other people um, achieve financial freedom through real estate investing, because I know like I, I was a single mom in a small two bedroom apartment, living paycheck to paycheck, not knowing how I was going to get through. And there's certainly nothing special about Dave and I, we just, we took action and we got through roadblocks and all of that. And the fact that knowing that anybody can actually do this, it, there's no, nothing special. We just need to, you need, yeah, I always say you need three things. You need resources, you need um, knowledge and you need to take action, right? And, and once, if I can provide, if the person's ready to take action, and if in my mentoring, I can help with the resources and with the knowledge piece, then they can also become limitless. And um, I just think it makes it a better world. And I mean, again, it's just now we have so much, we have a bonus Facebook group as well in our mentoring program where again, everything's a win-win. If I need, if I want to buy a place in Florida, I know to contact or in Seattle or in California or in BC or Nova Scotia, I'm connected with my action family. Um, again, so even, and I didn't really see that coming. That was kind of, the, no, that's, that's, been, that's uh... the thing about a win-win. You never know how it's going to come back to you in different ways, but um, even just that alone is, is priceless as well. Very cool. That's awesome. So what's next for you? I mean, do you have plans on, on making any big purchases? Are you currently negotiating a few things? I mean, by the time this airs, you know, it'll be a a few months later, but you know, what's, what's the plan for 2021? Yeah. So we're already looking at, so the buildings we bought September, October, we're already starting the the ball with the, the refinances. So paying out those investors, and then buying some other deals again, right? Just like Laurel had said, a rinse and repeat. So we're going to be doing that as well in 2021. Uh, we want to build a portfolio in the States as well. Uh, that's what I was saying earlier, the trailer park we're looking at, we're looking at different buildings there as well. Um, the mentorship program, keeping that up, that's so much fun. Again, it's it's such a, it's a really good feeling. I, I didn't think it would feel that good, but it, it's super, super fun helping people. 
every Wednesday when we get off, I'm, I'm just on a super high. And so I don't want to stop that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I see anyway. Yeah. I don't know about you, Mel. <laughs> no, I think you covered it. Just uh, keep doing. It's nice because we do what we love. We're able to help other people. We're able to keep buying properties, but because we have a large team, we don't do it alone. No. We have a very, very large team. We're able to have that flexibility. And, 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 and we've been very, very good this year, specifically more than ever is really blocking off those huge blocks. Like in the mornings, you know, we don't come in the office. So 10, 11 o'clock and it's just you know, time in the morning with the kids. And then we have a bit of our time and workout, you know, it's just that kind of thing, just setting that time aside and, and just being able to have reduced hours of that we're actually working, um, but still doing what we love because we, because we can rely on our amazing team. That's amazing. You guys are inspiring and a mobile home park sounds really interesting. Before we get into the lightning round, I'm, I'm just curious, how did that one come about? And, uh, and can you just like share what you can to this at this point with, uh, with why mobile home parks are uh, a good investment? Yeah. And I'm just kind of, so I'm, I'm always looking in the States. I, I love Florida. So I've been looking at mostly what has high cap rates, what has a lot of units, what's making cash flow. Uh, and I know nothing about mobile homes, right? I've never purchased one. So that excites me, right? Uh, is I, I knew nothing about storage and I bought storage and now I'm into it. So mobile home parks, I'm doing some research. So it's just something different. So then I can talk about it, right? Last year we bought land. So now I can talk about it. So it's just, again, just learning, having fun. And it's all to do with real estate and making money at the same time. So that's why. <laughs> Very cool. They, I, I'd be curious to see the numbers on those. Once you've got it all covered, we'll have to bring you back and, and maybe walk you through or walk us through that that whole process and what the financials look like. Awesome. So, so guys, the next part of the podcast is our lightning round. Laurel and I will take turns asking you four total questions. You can answer together. Or you can answer each, you know, separately if you want, whatever you want. Sure. Um, and each answer is under thirty seconds. Are you ready to play? Are you ready? Yes. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. All right. Question number one, what is the best advice that you have ever received from another investor or at a networking event? For me, it was probably stop taking advice from people who aren't quite as highly as successful as you are in that specific field. Cause I used to listen to everyone else saying, you know, why would you want to do this? And isn't that enough? And you know, well, you don't have time and you have kids. And one of my coaches told me, stop taking advice from people who aren't qualified to do so for this specific field. And I thought, wow, that's brilliant. <laughs> Makes so much sense. And now that's exactly what I, I choose to do. Mine, and I'll keep it short, mine was, and this is more as my portfolio is growing. We had a mentor tell us, uh, picture yourself as though you're the CEO and you have to sit in front of the board every quarter and you have to say, what did you do this quarter as a CEO? Why are we paying you this much money? You know, why did you go to that unit and, and move a fridge? You know, we're paying you a CEO wage. Like, so it's just, that really keeps, whenever I'm doing something, I'm like, oh, would I, would I sit in front of my board of directors and tell them as a CEO of the business, I'm doing this? And again, when you're starting out, you're going to be the everything. So, but as you grow your portfolio, 
think of what you're going to say to the mm -hmm. board. Yes, thank you, your team, like your mm. really important support team, exactly. So question number two, what is your favorite resource for real estate investing? And, and that can be anything, a book, training, person, event. What's your favorite resource? For me, I'd probably go with something that I always seem to go back to, and it, it kind of has to do with my the mindset, is probably The Secret, the book The Secret. Just because I, if my mindset's off, the success or the, you know, the easiness of my life just doesn't keep, seem to, to come. And, and anytime I feel or, or we feel that we're kind of off a little bit or things aren't going well or, or, you know, we're having a hard time with whatever, then it's like, hey, well, whose fault is that? Like, let's think, what are we telling ourselves? So I kind of go back to that audiobook or, or even watch it in the background um, because it's all about mindset and all that. So that's probably one of my biggest tools just to, to stay on track from a, from a mental perspective. Uh, how can I say that? Like mental love uh, point of point view, of view or, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I've got two things. I, I found recently we've, we've gone on a lot of your different uh, events and I like it because again, we're not joint venture people, but I hear people talking about it and I always find it neat to see what they're doing. So we've gone on a couple of your events lately and I really liked it. Uh, something else I've been, we've been listening to is clubhouse. Uh, a lot of Americans there, not doesn't seem like too many Canadians, but again, just picking up different, uh, different tidbits of stuff in the States. So just being able to network just recently, and connect yeah, that's with been different cool. people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just joined club clubhouse as well. It is, it is neat. Like you could literally, it's like a podcast slash radio show where you can participate if you want, or you can host it if you want it. It is pretty cool. Awesome. Question number three, what is the one attribute for each of you that has made you most successful? I'll let you go first. This well, time. and I think this is where we, you and I fit well is I'm big dreamer, right? Let's go buy a trailer park in the States. Let's go buy something. It's like, I'm just, why not? <laughs> You'll figure it out. So my attribute is to think big, dream big, and uh, we'll make it happen some, somehow. And then. And mine now. is to like, <laughs> let's rationalize, let's analyze, let's create systems. <laughs> so yes, I think together. Having a team where you can have both of that or all of that is very important. Yeah. Cause you think way bigger than I do. Um, but then I'm able to systemize compared to you. You're like, we don't need system. <laughs> no, yes, we do. <laughs> Those are really complimentary skill sets and, yeah. and, and attitudes and that were really, really works. Okay. Question number four and the last one, what do you typically do on a Sunday morning? Sunday morning is is family time. So usually, uh, quite often we're at the cottage. So in the winter time, we're we're snowmobiling. <laughs> if it's nice, if it's warm enough, oh, we're gonna go spend time with the kids. Um, in the summertime, we we have a pool as well. So we love just being outside with uh, with the kiddos. Yeah, and I'm trying to think. Like this past Sunday was that was answering mentee questions, right? Spending time with the kids, and then we try and go live on another source of uh, social media platform. So, um, but yeah after we spend time with with the three kids after anyways but yeah so yeah cool. after a couple of hours they have enough of us, so. <laughs> <laughs> how, how old are your kids uh 15 12 uh, and six, six. Yeah. nice and are they into real estate investing at this point they they don't know the concept but they know that the buildings pay for everything so <laughs> even so, yeah, our even little a guy, yeah, yeah when we, he was four and we'd take him to to disney he'd be like Mom and dad didn't pay for this. The buildings did. Yeah. <laughs> we'll teach them the mechanics. Yeah, so, after, yeah. yeah. But more awesome. and more. Yeah, I think they, they like the, they the see the lifestyle. And I think for. And it's not just money. It's the, it's the time freedom that we have. Yeah, because especially, I think even more so for me, because your old job, you were more flexible your hours. But for me, they're like, mom, you're just home. Like I'm home in the mornings. I'm home when they get from home from school. I'm just 
home as opposed to arriving at, you know, five, six o'clock type of thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Mel, Dave, where can our community reach out to find out more about you? Yes. Well, we're on all social media platforms, literally. <laughs> and it's always Investor Mel and Dave. So we have a YouTube channel. So there's lots and lots of videos there. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on Clubhouse. We're on Facebook. Did I forget any? <laughs> Anyhow, pretty so. much every platform. It's always Investor Mel and Dave. So they can just reach out there. Sounds like you can, um, you almost need a team to manage your social media. I do have a team to manage my social media. <laughs> there you go. System, right? Yes. yes, system. Yes. Dave would say, oh, we'll figure it out. I'm like, no, no, no. We need a, <laughs> definitely need a team. Yeah. Well, that's great. Thank you so much, both of you. And yes, we do want to hear about the, the trailer park. That's just so fascinating. Yeah, um, no. Yeah, absolutely. Whenever we end up. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yet. so I was exactly. going to say, it's so, not firmed yet. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. And if that one falls, through, it might we'll just find be, uh, what do you say? Uh, you know, just keep throwing balls until one of them uh, sticks. sticks, right? There yeah. you go. Awesome. Mel, Dave, thank you for being on the show. It was a pleasure having you both on. Thanks, thank guys. you so much. Wow, Sarah, like they are so inspiring, aren't they? Like what they do. And, and it's not just what they've done, it's their attitude about it that I find so appealing, attractive. It's not just about money. You can tell they're really passionate about helping people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, that car crash incident, I mean, I'm so happy that, you know, they're, they're where they are today, but sometimes that's, you know, it takes something big like that to, to change the mindset. And, and they said it too, right? I mean, they, they decided to, to give back and leave a legacy and, and, you know, really take it to the next level. Um, but, you know, they, they are amazing. I've heard great things about their mentorship program and, uh, you know, they, they're the real deal. They're still doing it. They're actively investing. They're actively talking and doing what they're, what they're offering other students. And they've also had lots of successful students too. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really proud of them. I'm really excited for them. They're really inspiring. Yeah. And they're just, they're just plain easy to talk to. Like we could have talked, you and I could have talked to them for the next couple of hours because they're just, they're real people, right? And, and they're easy to talk to. Absolutely. So Right Club community, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And don't forget, check out therightclub.com and come grow with us. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.